2017 comes to an end, are you wondering about what's next? Or curious how others are making their creative businesses successful? Hear about how passion and self-nurturing were a couple of ways these creatives met their goals in 2017. Enjoy this DR podcast with Rochelle Roberts, a creative business coach in Las Vegas, Nick Madarisi from The Barn in Delaware, Wendy Wood Designs in California. I'm Jenny Poff, founder of the Designers Roundtable, and here's your latest podcast on the business of design. Welcome to the DR Vibe. This is a podcast for creative business conversations with awesome independent creative business owners or sometimes called freelancers. I'm Jenny Poff and I'm the founder of the Designers Roundtable, a national accountability group and community for creatives who want to grow and strengthen their creative businesses. So often in our DR community, well, every day, every time we talk, we're talking about goal setting. I mean, that's the whole point of our group, right? Where we're setting a goal and working together monthly to achieve that goal. Um, And most recently, we did some surveys about how did you reach your goal and um, the, the time frame and how do you know what's too much? How do you know what to do within a time frame? And these are constant battles that you have to kind of work the gears for a while before you get understand what can you really achieve in six months or a year. Um, Because I think as entrepreneurs, we can easily be overachievers or, you know, strive for more than what we think. So today I have special guests with me, um, Rochelle Roberts, um, Wendy Wood, and Nick Matarisi. Close enough. Close enough. It's Matarisi. Matarisi. I've heard everything under the sun. Sorry. Go. So... Um, Wendy, why don't you introduce us? Tell us about you, your business, and what's what is this? You know, cute meeting your annual goal in Q three story. Share with us. Well, my name is Wendy Wood. I'm the creative force behind Wendy Wood Design, a creative agency that does branding and illustration uh, for corporate clients. And meeting my goals in Q4 or Q3, I think had a lot to do with the idea of abundance, um, that, um, you know, this is enough for me that I have, you know, I, I've built this business over almost nine years and um, I want to explore different things and, and sharing what those are. And when you come, when we come from a place of confidence and this is enough, like you seem to, I seem to have attracted other opportunities so that people are like, Oh, what's going on over here? Um, so So did you start 2017 with very clear, tangible goals or were they feel good goals or what, how did you paint the picture for what you wanted this year? I painted the picture of, of, I wanted to do something a little bit different. I was uh, kind of getting the seven, eight year business itch where I was like, all right, well, I've been doing this for a while. Um, I'm, I'm ready to do something new. Um, And a lot of that was painting and illustration. Um, and a lot of that also was that I really wanted another client to add to the mix um, because I was, I, I've been doing a lot of the same work for a lot of same clients for a while and I enjoy them. Um, I do, but I needed something a little different to kind of just keep me fresh and keep me interested. Um, and so putting that out there into the world, I feel like brought me opportunities that, um, that wouldn't have come otherwise. I'm, wor- I'm working in ways like that I wasn't working in last year. Um, I, I was saying yes to opportunities that I don't 
don't normally say yes to, but I was really curious about, you know, what I wanted to do next. Um, and it's open doors. So it sounds like you had some confidence builders, some situations that really were able to amplify your confidence to really, Rochelle, what did you call it? Turn up the volume. She did. She turned up the volume. <laughs> so to tell tell us what you mean by that, Rochelle. Well, I just think that a lot of times we have the perception that we, that we have to kind of go out and get and bring to us these amazing clients. And I think that the, when we keep the focus on who we are genuinely, what we really want to be doing, how we want to spend our time. And as you were speaking, Wendy, I it I just hear there's a few things that if if a creative doesn't maintain within their business, which is their creative juices, you said it plain right there, is, is so there's two part of, we, we have business goals, but we, if we don't keep ourselves juiced in the, in the creative zone, it doesn't matter. So back to what I was saying, as far as turning up the volume is Wendy was very clear about what she wanted. She knew she needed to kind of step it up a little as far as the juice and being inspired. And I think that people tune into that radar. They, when we turn up our own volume of who we are, what we want and set and, and own it, it's almost inevitable for others to kind of be like, well, wait, what's going on over there? So Rochelle, really, I mean, there's, there's a whole feel good vibe to it. Um, but Wendy, maybe you can talk to us a little bit about you knew you needed to keep the creative inspiration activity happening, but so often as entrepreneurs, our time gets filled really fast and it's really hard to commit time for ourselves in order to keep that inspiration going, right? Because we're always so worried about billable hours and making this event and doing this thing and doing that thing and that thing that we can easily be neglect ourselves. So maybe you can talk to us about how, like, how did you make that work? Well, um, I, I, I just, some of it I did on, on weird times, you know, like I, after dinner, after my kids went to bed, I started drawing and sketching at night. Um, uh, because I knew I wanted, I knew I wanted to hone in on that skill and do more painting, and so taking baby steps to it. I, you know, for me, it was I started with Zen Tangles, which are these tiny four-inch squares of drawing, and it expanded into you know bigger things. And I shared those through social media. Um, and it's not like it's directly related to my business, like, but it is because I draw for people, and I, it it definitely landed me an illustration job with a client. Um, so I think it, it's just, you know, picking out some passion things and sharing them were really uh, invaluable. And it made me really be noticed amongst my peers and friends who also can hire me and have hired me. Um, so like it's, it's been an amazing experience because I, I don't know, I, the design stuff, I love doing it, but it's the, it's the design and the painting and like all of that that I really want to go into. And so sharing that has like, given me confidence and also just gotten me excited about doing it all and how it's all going to piece together in the future. And it's showing me a way for a, a, a little bit different, you know, aspects of my business. And it's, you know, it's definitely gotten the fire going again. If I'm, if I may, Jenny, is 
Wendy, this is you're a great example of of what I talk to clients about a lot, which is when you're when you're being yourself, I think we have this perception of getting the right clients that we have to do or be something that's I don't I don't know. People put on the weirdest um, perceptions of of how to achieve the perfect client or the ideal client. And you just really nailed it. And this is what I keep hearing. This is what I keep coaching towards, which is you were being yourself. You were sharing what inspires you. And, and usually it's a personal project of some sort. It's something that's near and dear. Somebody sees it and then it causes this ripple effect. So it's your, well, that's what I pictured too. I pictured this bridge, right? This bridge of fueling the personal passions was a direct correlation and result and impact on the business side. And, and that's something that I feel like as entrepreneurs, and I mean that as independent business owners, we forget that we are one person in operating this huge thing and that it needs personal impact because our business is personal and and that can often get neglected all right nick why don't you tell us about you you know as of december january of last year you were still a solo one-man shop operating your business and now today in november of 2017 you you have like 10 people right can you can you tell us about that yeah so um our goal for 2017 is what we call foundational growth. Um, and as a kind of joke to myself, I said, I want the machine to start running itself. Um, we had landed larger clients. We had pulled in other freelancers. Um, we've always been a team of uh, using people like the DR um, that, you know, we could grow and, ex and shrink and grow and shrink with any project. Um, we landed a project in January that actually two projects in January that kind of warranted a longer term relationship with a couple designers. Um, and we were like, we want to bring you on for like six months. One of those designers have stayed and we've hired other designers. And now we have uh, formal and informal partnerships with um, other firms, which are development firms and online advertising firms. Um, and we are very transparent about that with our clients that we look small but our reach is actually kind of big and the idea of foundational growth has allowed our client list to expand kind of tenfold um in the past you know month to you know 10 months something around that a year or 10 months somewhere around in those range um so and i actually do think it relates to what we were just talking about in showing off our personality. Um, the, we learned, we landed, we rebranded a pro hockey team last year and that is our niche. Um, I, I didn't give the little elevator pitch. A little elevator pitch is um, we're a creative agency that specializes in the sports and entertainment world. And in doing that, we showed off a lot of the work. We showed off the behind the scenes work and what makes that brand come from the barn rather than just um, someone else. And people started to notice because as uh, Rochelle said, we were turning up the volume 
into what we were showing off. We really amped up our social and said, hey, look at this behind the scenes brand that we did. That no one might see this tertiary mark we made for a minor league team in Georgia. But it started gaining traction and people started noticing. And before we knew it, we were getting calls from NBC saying, hey, can you guys help us out? Um, and, you know, we shared that. And we're getting calls from other clients, doing large name clients that want to see what we can do for them. So this idea of going off what makes you you and those personal projects that really expand um, your the show off your differences from anyone else has really made us, you know, turn into what we're doing right now. So these are two clearly different achievable goal marks, right? Where we have Wendy who needed to turn up the volume on her creative inspiration in order to do more work her passion wants to do to Nick who wanted to do higher profile, higher profile, higher volume, you know, bigger scope projects. Not that Wendy doesn't, but there's two different directional paths there, right? Of business drive, turn up the volume and creative turn up the volume. And I think that's really interesting that, you know, growth can mean a variety of different things. Um, let me ask overall question. And then Rochelle, I know you have some great juice to add in is I can, I can, well, my personally, like, but I feel like other people could ask this of, how do you prepare internal operations for when you're ready to turn up the volume? And it could even be, you don't even know you're turning up the volume, right? It could just happen, but then you have to be able to flip the switch of being able to take on those bigger projects or higher profile or whatever it is without bombing right? Because then it would feel for nothing. So I wonder if we can talk about that at all. Uh, you mind if I go? Go I've ahead. Yeah. So we've actually, um, at the barn, we've kind of, what we're doing right now, we actually just have a new hire. And the reason we're doing it is actually to build that into a hopeful future company culture. Um, monetarily, did we need to hire another in-house designer, you know, you know, I call in-house, but you know, another designer that's on the boots with us. Probably not. We probably could have got the work done. We would have been blowing ourselves out though. So we hired someone on and now there's, I don't want to say too many people and not enough work, but we're making it so that one and a half days a week are for personal projects. Um, we're not, doing client work one day a week. And I say one and a half because that other half is probably planning, you know, the next day. Um, and it's to build these personal projects and to make sure that we're the client or we're the, you know, driving force behind the creative. Um, because that's the reason we were found by these other clients. So I don't want to say, I was actually talking to a bunch of high school students the other day and said, if you don't have the client, go make it up yourself. And that's how you're going to get recognized. And that's kind of what we're going to do. Well, that's like a similar path of what Wendy said, right? I mean, you're making creative, your own personal projects. Wendy was doing her own creative inspirational projects and committing that time to it. Go ahead, Rochelle. Mm -hmm. Well, I, 
what I'm hearing too is it, what keeps coming to mind is what I've noticed when working with clients and setting goals is that there's this idea that now we have these big goals and it's almost like we have to, in our mind, we flip the switch. Like now we have to be this person that gets those goals or that achieves those things. And what we keep coming back to, I mean, this is the conversation around, around the two of you is it was personal connection, personal pumping up your own juices person. It, it came from a personal place. And to me, that says a lot about reaching, setting and achieving goals, which is if we're not being genuine to who we are and what we really deeply want, we're setting ourselves up to, to, to fail, period. And this is what it comes back to with when I work with clients of one client wanted, wants to take the summer off every year and, and basically be with her, her kids as much as possible. And for the last three years, she has done that and continued to run her business. Why? Because we set it up that way. Why? Because deep down she knew that she didn't feel good or right or mentally okay with having a whole summer and her kids going to, you know, childcare, whatever. It resonated deeply to her. And I think that's what it comes down to is, is when we set goals or we want to pursue something or, or deliver on something, it's going to be so in our skin already, or, or it's a feeling that we know is there that's been calling to us or, you know, Nick, I've watched you since we first met way back when, I mean, this is, I, your passion is obvious and I'm not surprised all these things are unfolding. Again, I, I really refer back to turning up the volume. It's genuine. You can tell the difference when people are just trying to push and go and you get that feeling, right? You, it's like, it feels like fake or something's off or eh. I know for myself, I have, I'm a single parent. I had some health issues. I have a business that I love and I had to adjust things for myself and I've never been more clear, grounded and happy with the work I'm doing. And I kept saying to people over and over, I have, you know, a handful of solid clients that I work with one-on-one -on -one, and then I'm doing retreats and I'm doing some other personal projects that I'm interested in on the side. And that really works for me where years prior, and this is, I think ongoing. And when you have a business over time is you have to tune in of, of things change years ago, I would see 15 clients at a time. I would have 15 clients that I would see each week that now does not work in my world. So I've had to adjust. So I, I, I don't want to keep, you can stop me where you want, but really ultimately this is about, this is about, um, being really true to who we are. That's true. And I think, you know, one of the things I wrote down is you, you wrote, you have to be genuine in order to let those things evolve, let those passions drive the pathway. But I think as business owners, which I use that term loosely because we're entrepreneurs. I think of business owners as different. Um, but we have to give ourselves permission to do two things. One, 
to treat ourselves like our very best client, like Nick has even said and Wendy has said, and two, to be okay with evolving with our passions. That, you know, today, Wendy, you are wanting to do more illustration and paint, and those are great, and those are leading to gigs, and we have to be okay with maybe six, 12 months from now, that's going to change into something else. And I think that's okay as long as it's done with intention and purpose and passion. And you point on something, I'm sorry, it just really quick, it, which is we get into the business because of our desire to be creative and then we become business people. And sometimes we forget that it's that creative element that got us where we are. Right. Final thoughts, Wendy? Well, I just, the other thing that I think that Nick and I um, have in common in this path is that we're sharing, right? And like, it, it, I think that before I wasn't sharing very much, um, but sharing it through my social channels, like really allowed me to be seen, right? I could be doing all this amazing painting and illustration in my, you know, home or wherever. And if I'm not sharing it with the world, like no one sees it. So I think that you have to allow an opportunity for those creative process, but also just put it out there into the world. And that in itself is a huge confidence booster because us as solopreneurs, if we're, whether we're working in an office or from our home office or whatever, it could be very isolating and there's no one there to tout, toot our own horns except for us. So sharing has to be part of our culture. Nick, what do, what do you have? I, I would say exactly. The whole sharing is a really big deal for what we're doing. It's actually a pain point uh, that we're trying to hit on in the next um, couple months is showing off our work. And I would say bragging. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs don't brag because they feel that if they start bragging, it's going to be taken away from them or that you know, that kind of feeling that like karma is going to come haunt you down, hunt you down if, um, you know, you brag too much about it. And it's not about that. It's about showing off your skill set. It's not necessarily, it's like advertising. It's not bragging. Um, but what, what we were kind of sitting on for those last couple points are what we say is, I think we picked it up this, picked this up at some conference we were all at is, um, don't lizard brain. Um, so, but don't think that the goal has to be within the next month. Um, the metaphor that I always use is that there is a mountain in the distance that you're trying to get to. That doesn't mean that there is a straight paved line or paved road to that mountain. You can go off the road a little bit. You can go off the path. You want to go see that tree over there, but as long as you're heading in the general direction of that mountain in the background or you know the mountain ahead of ahead of you that's the goal well that's so like the, the crooked path to the straight line right it's ex exactly mm -hmm. it's like it's not not everything needs to be as fast as you can to that mountain in a straight line you can kind of say actually the path is to take this bridge over here not the road that i'm on right now because you know to use the metaphor i need to go get gas or i need to fill up on food um, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be a straight line. Just make sure that the goal is ahead of you at all times. It can be a kind of, not vague, but a little bit more vague than some concrete picture perfect, um, obtain, uh, obtainable, but a picture perfect picture you have. So and I think that's a great way to kind of, you know, capsulate this conversation of 
Setting goals based on personal passion, business passions, has to be a proactive mindset versus a reactive mindset. Because if you're reactively doing it, you're going to just fuel the feast and famine mental and physical struggles, right? So you have to approach it from this proactive standpoint of not, I need clients today, but I need to grow over the course of this time. Exactly. What's going to land me a good client in eight months? You know, you, you have to think, I mean, there are obviously short-term goals you need to do, like I need to pay my bills, but in the same breath, you're not going to land that huge client tomorrow. You know, how do you land them and then keep them in a year? So maybe as we wrap up, can you all give our listeners maybe one tip to think about in approaching the next um, next year for their business and goal setting? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll start. Um, it is, I would say, create a personal project that is your dream client and then do it too much. Essentially, don't just make a little sketch. Like, oh, you want to rebrand that client? Make a 30-page branding guideline for that client. and really go at it and then share it. Awesome. Rochelle? I think it's about tuning in to who we really are and setting up our goals genuine to what makes us feel good versus what we think other people expect from us. That's awesome. Wendy, what about you? I I couldn't say it any better. I, I think it's a lot of it is getting really curious about like what you want to do. And for me, it is like, you know, sitting back and thinking, all right, if I have enough right now, what would I be doing to spend my, how would I be spending my time? And like, what could I, what could I do? And following that path. And that's, that's what I would do. That's awesome. Yeah. I a little tip way down the window. What I told a bunch of high school kids the other day is do what keeps you up at night. Like the thing that's going to yeah. keep you away from food or like watching that TV show, go do that because that's what is going to show in your work. That's awesome. Well, thanks everyone for participating in this episode of the DR Vibe. And if you listeners have any hot topics or controversy or issues or questions about entrepreneurship, creative business ownership, freelancing, or just the business of design, feel free to email me at jenny at designers-roundtable.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks everyone.